Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle, throw me off with the count in on that one. Yeah. Yep. Um, my counting has been completely off. I'm listening to my son. Everything is three, two, one. Uh, and I think I just counted forward for you. So that was weird. Yeah, you didn't keep pace. It was like three, two, and one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was on purpose. Anyway, <clears throat> crap, man. Come on. Let's get back into it. Happy recording day. Yeah, boy. Happy recording day, man. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. So I've been sick for three weeks, dude, trying to kick this stuff, but I don't know. seems like every time I smoke a cigar, I take a few steps back. And that sucks. smoking this cigar has not been in the playbook, so. And you bring up cigars. We were in uh, good old STL <clears throat> the other day. It went by um, the Hill Cigar Co. Oh, nice. Remember that spot? I do. Dude, they had even more Olivas. Nice. But inflation has reached them as well. They were a good $1.50 to $2 more. I was like, dang, man. Yeah. That's whack. <laughs> I'm buy one, one less than I usually do. <laughs> I've uh I've been getting mine from uh online. I just had a brain fart. I've been getting them online. I've been seeing them online and their box of tens have been gone for 50, 60 bucks all day long, which is quite impressive, I might add. Hmm. Yeah, and um yeah. So what I'll do is next time I see it, I'll uh, I'll email it to you. I'll send you the link. Maybe you can get some. Or I'll just send you some just because I'm a good friend. Get some. <laughs> Rubbing the nipples. It's like your signature thing. I don't know. Because <laughs> I miss you. You make my I nipples hurt, bro. I don't not like seeing it, so... <laughs> So what's been up with you? Oh man, had a little mini getaway with the wife. Yeah. So that was nice. We were supposed to be in New York, but we uh, decided to forego 
that trip, not knowing what would and would not be open <laughs> or yep. taking the risk of getting this stupid crap that's still out there. So yeah, we secluded away in the mountains and had a nice little time, man. It was really nice. Was that a far drive or what? No, a little over an hour. Not not far at all. <clears throat> hmm. nice. Kind of a hidden gem in Missouri, man. Airbnb? Yeah, but they also just kind of like, we found out they just rent on their own. So we're going to check into that next time because we will be going back. It's like one of those spots that's got like, I'm going to say campground, but don't think campground, but like lodging ground, if you will. Sure. Like Long think cabins. hills and mountains and then like cottages. Some are close together. Some are more secluded. There's creeks and rivers and yada, yada, yada. I like it. I like Super it cool place, man. Yeah. If you guys ever come back, we'll have to like find one. What do you mean if we ever come back? Of course we're going to come back. I don't know, man. Life's crazy, dude. Yeah, but are we ending our friendship? <laughs> we might never come back to the D. You don't know. Oh, come on. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of the D, let's talk Super Bowl commercials for a minute. Sure. The GM one came on, and immediately I was like, they're in Detroit. That's so cool. <laughs> they were not in Detroit. They were green screens, bro. Well, it looked like they're in Detroit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Dr. Evil. You like that? Yeah, that's pretty funny. Million dollars. You can't push my buttons anymore. <laughs> oh, I wonder how many people went and tried to find the movies, Austin Power movies, and watched them again. See, I was more commercial. so, huh? Oh, because uh, of the commercial? Yeah. I was more so wondering how many people watched it and were like, what is the reference? I don't get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All them youngins out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, which makes me think. Now that I just put Vaseline all over my hands, I have to touch my wireless mouse. Yeah, you um, do. I'm, <laughs> Slowly <laughs> and tenderly. <laughs> <laughs> but only at first. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to aggressively hit the enter key <laughs> and pound it a few times. You gotta pound that enter key. <laughs> okay. When did Austin Powers first come out? Austin Oof. Powers film series. Mid nineties. Late nineties. I think it was the nineties too. Yeah, so 97, the first one came out. 99, the second one came out. 2002, the third one came out. And 
I've seen all three. I'm sure you've seen all three too. Oh yeah. But uh, to your point, I mean, the fact is, is you know, most of the probably the audience, the average age of uh, the young adults watching the Super Bowl were probably just born during that time and have never seen the Austin Powers series. And to be honest with you, the older I get, the more I'm realizing that I'm getting old. And uh, because I remember stuff like this, you know, me and my my homeboy Corey, Corey was over last week or so. We're drinking at the bar, having a good time. Uh, the wife was out for the night. Kids were down. And uh, and he was just like, I don't know. I said something about damn millennials. And first of all, just me saying that alone makes me feel old. That Just <laughs> the fact that I said it. And then he was like, well, bro, aren't we, aren't we considered millennials? And I'm like, yeah, some dumb people try to lump us in with the millennials. But... The fact is, is that we're part of Gen X, and my proof that we're part of Gen X is the stuff that we grew up with and remembered that the millennials know nothing about, like freaking AOL dial-up putting in the CD to get 500 hours of Getting them free at Walmart. Yeah. You probably remember when they weren't free. Yes, I remember having to pay for them. <laughs> See, that's where we differ. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got six years on you, right? I mean, I was alive when they were not <clears throat> not free, but I don't, you know, I was young. Well, so we were talking about cell phones. So, like, millennials are the cell phone generation. They grew up with cell phones, right? I didn't grow up with cell phones. No, they pagers. just grow up with phones. I grew up with a pager, you know. Old ass. I, where's my cell I, phone? <laughs> uh, where's my cellular device? <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I was cool because I had my own phone with a dedicated phone number in my bedroom. That was what, the what cool kind thing. did you have? I don't know. It was one of those stupid. Did you have the clear you know, one that like had lights in it? I did have one of those. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then I moved from that to getting a cordless phone. I wanted a cordless phone to be able to go around the house in. And so I bought this cordless phone for like, it was expensive, man. I think it was like 50 bucks at the time for the cordless phone. And um, and it came with two of them with, uh, you know, with the with two bases so that she can always be charging one. They both would ring or whatever, but dedicated to that one lot. And um, that was just the coolest thing in the world. I remember sitting on my bed as like a 16-year-old kid, all excited, setting my voicemail message, outgoing message, like, you've reached <laughs> Big Mike. Leave me a message at the tone. You know, I don't like that one. Yo, you reached Big Mike. You know what to do. You know, just yeah, that was like an hour process at least. Yeah. Trying had to find to, the right phrasing, cadence, the right depth of the voice, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, that's what we grew up with. 
Not and then you do one that you kind of really didn't hate, but you're like, nah, it's just not there yet. And you delete it. Yeah. And then you try two more times. You're like, man, I should have kept that last couple. Dude. So much so to the fact that you actually had to pay five extra dollars for the line just to have voicemail. <laughs> because the voicemail was dial in. You had to actually dial in your number. Mm hmm. And then hit pound. And then you can get access to your messages after you put in a four-digit code. Like these millennials don't know nothing about that, man. That's they some Gen X They don't know right nothing, there. bro. They think they do. Global warming. Equal rights for everyone. What the fuck do you know? <laughs> he was like, dude, do you remember when you got your first cell phone? I'm like, yeah. I was like in... 10th grade, the end of my 10th grade year, I'm walking down the street and I see this gray block on the sidewalk. And I walked up closer to it. And I'm like, I think that's a cell phone. I picked it up. It still had a little bit of juice to it. And, uh, but it didn't have any minutes on it. So I couldn't make a call. And so I remember taking it to the pager store because that was a thing back then you had pager stores everywhere and you had to buy a gift card with minutes on it and you had to scratch off the back put the code in and then you know you pay ten dollars and you get 20 minutes of call time and the cell phone was was the size of my my phone my 12 pro max it was that size closed <laughs> when you flipped it open the bottom flip where you're talking to <laughs> made it that much larger and it had an antenna that you had to pull out mm -hmm. in order to get good reception yeah that was my first cell phone mine was a little blue nokia with the orange screen and gray numbers mm-hmm and you had T9 texting, and I got fat fingers, and those little buttons were so tiny, dude. I was like, struggle bus. And the buttons light up when you push them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> dude. And then they started the accessorizing because, you know, capitalism, I guess, or consumerism. So then you got to get like a, a new face. And then they got ones that have lights in them. And then you can unscrew the antenna and get one that lights up. So when you get a phone call, it's like disco balling or something, you know, like super cool. Yeah. Like that's that's some real Gen X type of shit right there. You know, when I was applying for college, we had the old school printers that had the perforated size, perforated sides with the circles in it. So when you print, it took like 20 minutes to print off a document and it'll always get jammed. <laughs> you have to reload and start over again. And then when it finally came out, you had to rip off the perforated side so that you can have a proper eight and a half by 11 printout. I remember that. And we always ran out of ink because it was just cool to print stuff. <laughs> so I would print. I would print like little stupid pictures where 
it would be like a picture of Sonic the Hedgehog, but it'll be like all nines. And the nines would be, it'll be, <laughs> the printer just went off. See, they're listening. <laughs> they're listening. Your Alexa was like, we've added ink, printer ink to your shopping cart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had to constantly buy ink. You know, I was filling out college applications on a typewriter. And I remember having to go to Kinko's to buy ink ribbons and whiteout. Whiteout, yep. Come on, dude. Man, that's a thing in the past. Can you even buy whiteout anymore? I'm sure you can, but they probably have updated some, like, wand thing. Oh, look. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> nobody uses this shit anymore either but it's you know it's like a tape gun uh, it's like a tape gun but it's white out can you write on it you can write on it and I can't tell you the last time I used it but I got two of them here in the office so that's like an Gen old X man that right you there. are yeah man that's Gen X right there dude that ain't no millennial shit right there that's Gen X all day long <clears throat> do that kind of stuff back to commercials anyway, back to commercials then you jump to awesome the future models. and coinbase's commercial was just a qr code bouncing around the screen like the old windows screensaver how cool is that <laughs> yeah yeah yep big difference there buddy big difference didn't even say scan me I mean, they just went full meta. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows what to do. You open up your camera. It was funny because my my wife is a straight up millennial, but she's so um, she's on the struggle bus. Her friends call her Jenna 1.0 or (laughs) 2.0 when she does something good. They say, "Uh uh-oh, look at you, 2.0 now. 2.0 came out. out. When she when she figures something out, but this was a few weeks ago. Uh, I don't know. We were going to pay a doctor bill or something, and she uh, grabs her phone because she sees a QR code, and so she's like, "Top shit, right?" She's like, "Oh, it's a QR code. Let me go ahead and open up my QR code app and, and scan the QR oh, code." <laughs> I just looked at her and I said, "Babe, I love you so much." Just like what? Delete that said, app, you know, please. <laughs> yeah, you can get rid of that app, babe. You know, all you got to do is just open up your camera. It's going to read the QR code and send you right to the website. She was like, oh, like, yeah, like that's been around for like five years, babe. Sorry. <laughs> it's that's old technology. And then I don't know what I was doing. I think I was doing some. Oh, I was doing something for the baby. I had to uh, send some documents um, to 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 get her added to the insurance, right? So I'm doing. I'm using the phone. I'm using the technology. She's like, "Do you want me to? Uh, do you want me to scan it in and uh, you know scan in, create a PDF for you, and and send it that way?" I said, "No, babe. All we got to do is just use the camera on the phone." 
<laughs> it, it, it'll, it'll do everything for you. It will create a PDF for you. It'll, it'll send the, it'll fax the document for you if you want to. All you got to do is just use the camera on your phone. You don't need all these other apps. So even some millennials are, you know, a little bit behind the time. But it's yeah. all good. Hey man, I ain't hating. Sometimes I come across something and I'm like, wait, wait, that's a thing. And whoever I'm around's like, that's been a thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, knew, I knew that. Just making sure For you sure. knew it, because, you know, I don't know. <laughs> making sure you're hip to it, homie. Yeah. But it's just stupid, man. I mean, even some of the phrases that I use, I'm like, yeah. Or I just text with somebody that's younger than you, and then they... They're using just acronyms for everything. And they then you gotta go Google it. Sentence. Uh, it, you know, it, sometimes it takes me a minute. I'm like, W Y M B D. What does that mean? Oh, what do you mean by that? <laughs> we ain't got time, man. We're busy. We can't be spelling out every word. I guess. I've definitely got caught doing that though. Googling acronyms. And then I'm like, oh, oh, okay, yeah. You could have just typed it out though. Mm-hmm. 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 No doubt. But man. We're gonna yeah, be like sending binary in like as our communication one day. Yeah. <clears throat> Eventually we're gonna go back to Morse code. So I'm saying, dude, you're gonna your whole text messages is gonna be ones and zeros, and the order that they're in, you're gonna know exactly what someone said. I'm ready for it. I don't even need language. Oh, what a segue! Language. Yeah, how about that? Who we start the podcast now? Are you done with Super Bowl talk? You want to talk about the actual game? Um, oh, I have something to share with you. And you're not going to believe it. You're going to think I'm making it up. Uh-huh. What? Kevin wrestled another alligator. No, that happened. <laughs> There's actual physical proof of it. I sent you a picture. <laughs> which I'm going to have made into a canvas. Maybe just an eight by ten, nothing excessive that you can yeah. have, and I'll have him sign it and everything. Yeah, that it be picture proof that he wrestled an alligator in Southern Illinois. Sure. Yep. That was oh my god! I can't wait for Christmas. <laughs> You're gonna forget about it by then. Hopefully, I won't. Yeah. All right, cool. Anyway, I'm not going to believe. The wife was talking to me today about Stafford. I believe that she actually talked to you sometimes. Yeah, and she's like, "Hey, did you know his wife was a bulldog? She was a cheerleader." She shows me a picture. As soon as I saw that picture, 
it was like a flash of memory, like deja vu or something. And I was like, oh my God, I did know this. Mm -hmm. I remember that they were college sweethearts. She was a cheerleader. He was on the football team. They were bulldogs. I don't remember when, but it must have been sometime in my stint in Detroit when I was like, Stafford's pretty good. Blah, 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 blah. And I must have forgotten it. Because hmm. if you remember the last podcast, I was like, Stafford's oh, bulldog? Yeah, no, I remember clear as day. And I'm sure the other And I was going to text you, but I knew we were, we were going to record tonight, so I saved it. That's that's hilarious. I'm going to let you have that one. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you have that one. I'm glad that uh, your memory kicked in, old man. I appreciate that. I thought you were going to give me all types of hell. Nope. I made fun of you enough on the last podcast. I'm not going to keep it going. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I already gave you enough ribbing. I, I just knew for sure that the only reason why you were rooting for Stafford was because you knew he was a bulldog. And just inherently, you did know. Deep down in my heart, I knew. Yep. Deep down in your heart. Yep. It's all good. So speaking of which, um, I can't remember the name of the coach for L.A., but he said something stupid like, you know, Sean. It's a golden jacket. What? Sean Sean McVay. McVay. That's right. So, yeah, Stafford's a golden jacket, you know, type of player. And so the last couple days here in Detroit on the radio station, every, every uh, new block of broadcasters that come on, they're bringing it up. It's actually a national story now. Sean McVay says... Stafford is a golden jacket. Um, you know, for those that don't know, that means a Hall of Fame player. And it's all over podcasts, sports podcasts and stuff. Everybody's debating it out. And I love it. Tonight I'm listening to the radio. And they came to one conclusion. A very, very simple conclusion. Is Stafford a Hall of Fame quarterback? The answer is, hell to the no. Hell no, he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Hell no, he's not. And then they listed all the reasons why he's not. Not the least of which is the fact that he is a sub-500 quarterback. I don't care that he was the first, the first or he's the fastest quarterback to 50,000 yards. If you look at his stats to this day, he doesn't have 50,000 yards because he's been sacked and picked off so many times that he's now dropped below 50,000 yards again. So how about that stat? How about the fact that, and I know I sound like a Stafford hater and I sounded like a Stafford hater the last time we talked. I don't care. I'm not a Stafford hater. I am a hater of those that try to give him more credit than what he actually deserves. 
because at the end of the 2021 season, he still is the quarterback that's leading all quarterbacks in interceptions and pick sixes. That's all I'm saying. That's not Hall of Fame. That's actually last in the league. <laughs> actually, it's, it's, it's actually first in the league for something. Yep, you're first in the league for interceptions and pick sixes. So how did you win the Super Bowl? Because you had a bomb-ass defense with you, and you had Cooper Cup. So congratulations. There's a reason why you weren't the MVP and Cooper Cup was. So you better thank Cooper Cup, and you better thank your defense, Sam Darnold. You better thank them because they're the reason why you got your first ring after 13 years. Yeah, and to be fair, he did. That was one of the first things that he said in his uh, post-game interview on the field, which, I mean... I don't know why they do that, especially at halftime. Yeah. Coach McVeigh, what do we need to do uh, for you guys to win this Super Bowl in the next half? Well, we got to play some good football and we got to fucking beat them. <laughs> why are you asking me? The score has to be in our favor. When oh, guess what? To zero. Every other coach you've ever asked this to probably said something super similar. Mm-hmm. Can I go to the locker room now, please? <laughs> right. Right. Wow, Kelly. What an interesting reaction. Back to you, Steve. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, there you go. There's my two cents. And then, to be honest with you, I'll tell on myself. The uh, fourth quarter, I started falling asleep. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's when it got real good, bro. What you talking about? I, I'm because I'm I'm getting old, and I've I've got you know two two babies in the house, you know, two and a half years old, and and two and a half months old, and you know I was tired. You know, I'm not used to staying up that late, let alone smoking cigars that late, and drinking whiskey that late I was just out of it man completely out of it and I had a full stomach because all the food and the only thing I was thinking about was freaking waking up in two hours to go get a bottle to warm up to give to the baby (laughs) (laughs) guys were walking by tapping me in the shoulder like Mike you all right like yeah 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 I'm fine dude just give me a second let me close my eyes for a minute (laughs) You you get up at two o'clock in the morning and change a diaper and then see how you feel at nine o'clock at night. You're going to be dragging. I don't care who you are. I hear so, you. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with tired. that, bro. Yeah. I closed my eyes for a second and then when I opened them back up, Dr. Dre was playing the piano. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's halftime. I perked up for a little bit. <laughs> it was sad, man. You know, he's one of the youngest guys there and, and falling asleep as if I was one of the oldest guys there. So, 
That's how my Super Bowl went. So Good anyway. times. All right. So we're going to talk about the Bible. 30 minutes in. Yeah, man. There's a, there's a new version that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> it's something I saw somewhere. I don't know month or two ago and I sent to you and I'm like hmm we should chat about it and uh, I finally started reading the article just the other day so it's kind of been in the back of my head and then I kind of went a little further with it uh, this evening and was like dude let's chat yeah Um. so yeah I mean if if you're interested and haven't heard, I mean, just Google it. Obviously, we yeah, are to it in the show notes. We I'll are going to be using uh, religionnews.com. Yeah. L.A. Time. What? What's the L.A.? Is it L.A. Times? I think that's the first one that popped up for me, and I'm like, meh. Oh no! Yeah, religionnews.com is is what I've got up right now. That's what I'll put in. I'll put that one in uh in the show notes so everyone so, yeah, can see what we're talking about. Basically, it's called the NRSV UE, the New Revised Standard Version Updated Edition. And you know, you read the article too. Chime in whenever you want. Um, they obviously had some clickbait going on. You mentioned that earlier because it says, "Oh yeah, the new revised standard version Bible updated with consideration for modern sensibilities." So yeah, you're kind of like, "What the hell?" Let me right. let me read this. But the reason why I want to talk about it is reading through this article, uh, I found it kind of interesting because apparently scholars are saying, well, this isn't an actual, like, revision. Right. This is, I mean, they wouldn't say it this way, but they're basically saying this is BS, you know. Yeah. This isn't a new version. This is something different. And it, yeah, specifically, they said it's not a new translation. Yes, right? thank you. I was struggling to find that because mm-hmm. I did not highlight it before yeah. pushing record. <laughs> um, so, right out the gate, and then I'll hand it over to you. The second chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew, <laughs> will. Um, We'll say Magi instead of wise men. So obviously, talking about Jesus' birth here, the three wise men see the star, they follow it, and boom, there's Jesus. So, yeah, I was like, all right, well, I mean, I've heard stuff over the years and done my own reading and blah, blah, blah. So let's let's just do a little refresh back over here in the... Let's head over to blueletterbible.com, go to Matthew, second chapter, <clears throat> and um, hang on a second, do, 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 yep, 
So if you click on Wiseman, right, and you go to the little tool thing or wherever you want to do it, I mean, just look at a concordance, all right? We're, we're getting back into the origin of the actual word, which is magos. And because of technology, I'm just going to click this and you can hear it by yourself. Strong's G 3097, magos. Magos. So that is, um, that's the, the root word. Magos. <laughs> Literally means, um, teachers, priests, physicians, astrologers, seers, interpreters of dreams, soothsayers, uh, sorcerers, etc. Right? So, anyway, and you can get further into that, like, what's the root word of that root word, and that ends up being, I think, what was it, rub, rubmog? Something like that. Anyway, you, if you're interested in this crap at all, definitely go down the rabbit hole, because it's fun. Yeah. Point is, so that's yeah. the first out of the gate, like, all right, let's see, what's the difference here? Let's compare. And they're actually making an improvement. Right? Or am I wrong? I agree. No, I agree 100%. I think... I, so I've always pronounced it as right. Magi. At least that's the way that I've always heard it pronounced, Magi. And that was the word that, at least when I was in Bible school, majority of the scholars agreed that Magi was the better term, not wise men. The other thing, just because I love nerding out on this type of stuff. The scripture doesn't say it was three wise men. It just says wise men came from the east. It didn't say it was three. It's in our Christmas stories from the beginning of time that we've always said that it was three. But if you listen to the Bible scholars, uh, one of my favorites was Dr. J. Vernon McGee who had a radio program called Through the Bible, TBB. Ooh, I think I remember that. Bible. Um, you remember that guy? He's been dead a long, long time, you know. Um, but, you know, his radio program was, you know, 20 minutes long, and he, he would go through the entire Bible. And, you know, it takes a long time to go through the Bible, you know, book by book, chapter by chapter you know, explaining it, but his commentary was very cool. And he made it a point to dispel that myth of the three wise men. He said, in actuality, it was probably upwards of over 300 wise men. Because in actuality, the, the Magi at the time, they were, for the most part, um, agreed to be seen as astrologers. And the reason why it's believed that they were mostly astrologers is the fact that they were following the stars in order to get to Jesus. They literally followed the stars and they were watching the stars and paying attention to the stars and the prophecies that were uh, given uh, over hundreds of years leading up to the birth of Christ uh, or longer. You know, they studied this stuff. And so 
it was part of prophecy that the sign would be in the heavens that the son of the son of man would be born the son of god would be born and so um so that's why it's believed that they were more astrologers than anything else and the most common name used for the astrologers at that time were the magi so in my opinion from my studies i think that that's an improvement in this book so yeah and i mean obviously you know a word is going to have a bunch of different translations but yeah yeah the way i i study the bible and i think the proper way is to really understand the history of when it was written who it was written to who the audience was you know and what they understood the words to mean because you can give all of those different you know physician being one of the translations well physicians people that dealt with physical ailments they weren't studying the stars so the better translation would be astrologers you know and so it, it wasn't just that he got three gifts and I, and I think that's where they got the three wise men from because the scripture specifically points out mm-hmm. three particular gifts that were given and that's where they get the three wise men from but the fact is is that just because there were three gifts that were pointed out doesn't mean that there were only three gifts it's the same thing when later on in scripture you know you you see jesus feeding the five thousand it says specifically there were 5000 men it doesn't mean that there were only 5000 people there in attendance to receive the fishes and the loaves right you have to take into account that out of all the people that were following it wasn't just a bunch of you know dudes they were people that were following that were families you had the men the heads of their households that were traveling with their wives think so. and their children. I think Jesus was growing <laughs> out so. hard. <laughs> it's like, come on, if you think that there really was no women and children in that audience, you're missing the point. Because as you continue to read the stories along, he talks to children. He grabs a child and pulls him close and he's teaching a lesson to his disciples and he's saying that in order to become or to in order to inherit the kingdom of heaven you have to be like this little child and he starts talking about how the child his faith he's taught what the parents teach him right he's taught by his environment you, you understand that we are part of the kingdom of heaven and that uh, to enter into the kingdom of heaven requires a childlike faith, a faith that is willing to depend on another based on the relationship that you have with that person. The whole revelation between the child and entering into the kingdom of heaven, that's right after the feeding of the 5,000. 
So it couldn't have just been men that were following Jesus. It had to be women and children as well. And so if you consider on average a man is traveling with one wife and one kid, it was probably upwards of 15,000 or more that actually followed Jesus and actually were fed by the two, uh, the, you know, the, the fish and the loaves that were multiplied. Bible didn't say it, so it's I hope not real. That makes sense. Yeah, it didn't say that Jesus farted or took a shit Ooh. either, but you better believe he did. You know what I'm saying? I do. I love to think of Jesus so, doing his carpentry crap. Some other guy is over there and he's just... And they start cracking up. What okay. do you think they would have said? Because like... <clears throat> like, for instance, sometimes they'll be like, man, there's a angry bullfrog out there. What do you think... What do you think they would be saying? <laughs> well, uh, recognizing that Jesus is is the embodiment of holiness, they probably said, "Man, I know we're in the middle of the desert, but I smell roses." Jesus must be farting. Wow, you're trying to get brownie points up there, man. You know, no, because he was the rose of Sharon. You know, but don't. Bible scholar joke. That's okay. Yeah. Bible scholars right now are like, I can't believe you didn't get me. it. <laughs> that would crush it in a nightclub, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, little Jesus, Rosa Sharon humor. Yeah, I know what you're anyway. saying, though, man. I mean, interpreting the Bible is such a crazy thing anyway, because there's so much that goes into it. And just like you were saying, okay, you can like, I mean, I just did it. <clears throat> I translated a word back into its, you know, original language, which has another root word. And then <clears throat> there's also the stuff that's not said, you know? I mean, it's so interesting. Now, does that change that story of that miracle? No. If anything, it would amplify it. No. Absolutely. You know, but it's just like, maybe it's stuff that kind of doesn't matter. But I don't know. I kind of think, you know, using, using terminology or our language to represent more of what was actually being said through the original text. I don't know why that's a bad thing. Yeah. Which that's not all that this article is about. I I don't think it is. So there's that, but right. Cause I mean, so they're saying, uh, there's over 20,000 revisions made. So, uh, what does it say? So, uh, scholars, whoever they are, made clear was not a new translation. There it was. I found it. Ooh. Next point that I kind of wanted to make, right. if you're ready to move on. I think this is super interesting. Yeah, let's go for it. So, some of the updated wording is based on um, 
new compelling textual evidence, including findings in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Now we're talking like, we talking Book of Enoch here? Is is uh, that not so, part uh, of um, so Dead Sea Scrollage? Uh, it's it's not that it, it's so so. I mean, the, the Dead, Dead Sea, sea Scrolls, Scrolls are not like for the most canon, part, canon though, right? They're not correct. So this is kind they're of a big not. deal. Sorry, Neither I keep talking. I'm done. It is a big deal. No, you don't have to be done. No, we're talking. We're jiving. Um, so, so the big book of Enoch mm. is part of the Apocrypha, yes, which is the additional thirteen lost books, if you will, uh, that were added to the canon of the uh, of the uh, Catholic Bible. Right, it's called the Apocrypha. So, um, and yes, they did get a lot of their extra books. The, at least the confirmation of these books, the reason why they were added were partially because of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, the other part of it is because of, um, uh, what do, how do I want to say it? Um, other extra bi- biblical literature, such as the, uh, the Septuagint, which is the Greek version of the Old Testament. So, uh, what you have to keep in mind is that these books were a lot of these books, several of these books, I should say, in the Old Testament were written around the same time. They they were all written pretty close to each other. There were scholars during that time that wrote and were able to confirm the things that Jesus did and confirm the things that were done, you know, by you know, the different fathers in the Old Testament. The problem that I have with the reference to the Dead Sea Scrolls is that the Dead Sea Scrolls were pretty much obliterated in the Dead Sea. They were completely fragmented, and it took a very, very long time for them to try to piece it together and clean it and restore it to the point where it was legible. So if you actually look at... Um, the Dead Sea Scrolls as they as they stand you'll see rips and tears everywhere and you'll see lines of of words that are just completely cut off because there's huge chunks that are missing and it's kind of hard to decipher what they're trying to say so for the most part, what you're able to do is you, you, you see different words and you, you might be able to piece together some sort of a story and you say, oh, OK, yeah, this is the same thing that we see in the book of Daniel or this is the same thing we see in the book of Enoch or this other book. And so the Dead Sea Scrolls didn't necessarily tell any new stories. What it did was confirm stuff that was already written for the most part. So to my knowledge, I don't know of any new information that has ever come out of the Dead Sea Scrolls. It has all been just confirmation of things that were Mm -hmm. already written in other books. So 
if you want new information, you actually have to look at the Apocrypha that wasn't considered canon. And of course, what we mean by canon for those that are might be new to our podcast and and uh, don't are not too clear about what we're talking about. Uh, the canon of Scripture is uh, the sixty six books that were included as being considered inspired by God by the council of priests and elders in Nicaea. So these are the, basically the scribes and Pharisees, if you will, of the later times that scoured the earth and collected these books and through study and research um, and whatever evidence they can compile, they determined that this collection of 66 books that we call today the Holy Bible are the only books that are considered to be inspired by God because according to their research, it tells the complete story of humanity, its fall, um, the introduction of Jesus Christ, and the saving of mankind. It tells the story from beginning to end of the story of redemption. The reason why the 13 books of the Apocrypha were not considered to be canon, the number one reason is the lack of God, the lack of the evidence of God and how it pertains to the redemption story in those books. That's why they were not considered canon. And so in in a lot of these 13 books, you will not see the word God at all. God won't be mentioned in these books. But the books are still considered to be historical because the timelines match up with the people that were alive and the stories that they tell about the people. Yeah, Does man, that make sense? very. <clears throat> I hope I didn't just lose. Very the interesting, whole especially if you're into this type of stuff. That's the nutshell. <clears throat> and I will say, mm-hmm. kind of in that same area. Uh, This article states that the New Revised Standard Version updated edition Bible is the result of a commission of the Society of Biblical Literature by the National Council of Churches. So that includes Mm -hmm. dozens of denominations representing 30 million church members. So just how you were saying this council got together... And may their deciding happen on this is canon, this isn't. There's like this new breed of a wider scope. Because, um, so it's supposedly interfaith, suitable in Catholic, Protestant, Orthodox, and Jewish contexts, right? And I just think, yeah. One, that's super interesting. And um, two, why not, man? it's pretty dope. 
Yeah. So my question would be, should they, should this council, this new council, be trusted? You know? So, uh, in short, we have blindly trusted the council of Nicaea. Mind you, this council is born out of the same Septuagint that, um, uh, not Septuagint, this council of Nicaea is a derivative of the same God, what is the name of that oh, that group of people that basically executed Jesus Christ? What was the name of that council? Oh, my God. My brain's struggling, so I just, I just I heard remember. this again the other day on something. Yeah, my brain is struggling right now. Septuagint is the Greek version of the Old Testament, which is what I said. But there's there's a specific council that was made up of Pharisees that ultimately uh, was the council that came together to crucify Christ. That same organization of spiritual leaders, if you will, is the same organization out of which was birthed the Council of Nicaea. And we accept this council as saying these 66 books are canon. We accept that as the truth. We accept that these collection of 66 books are the books that are inspired by God. And this is the council of the same people that crucified Christ. So, are we good with Trusting this new council, making revisions to what the old council put put in place. Mind you, the 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 head of this article starts off by saying that this new revision reflects the research of a wide range of scholars who spent four years reviewing its contents, as well as taking into consideration quote modern sensibilities. Which goes back to your earlier point of why I said this was clickbaity. Because I want to know what modern sensibilities mean. You know, uh, like what's out of these 20,000 revisions that were made. What modern sensibilities did you take into account? Like, because as far as I'm concerned. The the phrase modern sensibilities is a huge red flag for me, personally. Given the fact that, and I know you're deep in thought right now and you got something to say, but um, the phrase modern sensibilities is a huge red flag for me because I don't trust the modern sensibilities that we have today. We are rewriting gender. We are, we are reclassifying life as we know it, <laughs> you know, I, I heard a guy talking about abortion and he's like, listen, I don't have a problem with you getting an abortion. That's fine. But if your argument is whether or not it's a life, that's where I have a rub. 
you know, you, you got a baby growing inside of you with a heartbeat, blood flowing through its veins, <laughs> on and on. You know what I'm saying? I'm not arguing against abortion. You want to have an abortion, go ahead, do whatever you want to do. But my rub is with you reclassifying what life is. Yeah. Modern sensibilities. What do you mean by modern Well, they kind of give an example in this article. Um, yeah, they give several. So, in the original yeah, NRSV, um, Jewish holidays and holidays such as Passover, Sabbath, Festival of Unleavened Bread were lowercased and they basically uppercase them which who gives a shit right but um sure i'll quote the article now this could be interpreted as a sign of disrespect for these jewish holidays so we capitalize them just as we would for other religious communities is that what they're talking about when they say (laughs) i think i think um, that might be part of it Here's another one that's kind of interesting. He noted the new edition does not use the word girl when referring to a young woman. Mark chapter 14 verse 69 now speaks of a female servant instead of a servant girl. Like something that simple. Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah. But I look at that and say, what's the difference? Who was that offending? As a white male, I don't know. You're saying the same thing. I mean, unless I'm missing something, in which case, please forgive me, but it's a woman servant. Like, what do you need to know? (laughs) I don't know. Um, Yeah, but the fact is, is that um, there's a difference between a woman and a girl, right? As far as our vernacular goes, it it goes by age, right? And we say a woman is someone that is of age. A man, you become a man when you become of age. I don't think there's a problem with that. And and if it really was a girl who was a servant, and you just don't want to say that, you want to say servant girl, or female servant instead of servant girl, well, why are you saying female servant? Do you know the age? Because a lot of the servants were girls. They were kids. I mean, back then, it was very common for girls to get married. Like, they come of age as soon as they get their period, and they're, and we would consider them a little girl still. Yeah, culture was way different 2,000 years ago. Imagine that. Cult- culture was different. so Especially in the region like, where these things are being recorded into words. <laughs> sure. So my question would be, is it okay to rewrite that from a servant girl to a female servant? Like what? what exactly are you trying to imply so there's another version of the bible i believe it's the new living translation 
that tried to do the same thing. And there was a big controversy about it about 15, 20 years ago as it related to uh, the story of Mary being a virgin. They rewrote it under the same pretense. Instead of saying Jesus was born of a virgin, it says born of a young woman. And the Bible scholars that were for that translation, there you had a group of scholars that were for that translation and a group of scholars that were against it. The reason why you had these scholars that were against it is because eliminating the word virgin invalidates the immaculate conception of Christ. Because, yeah, any young woman can become pregnant. But it's a miracle if a virgin becomes pregnant. Of course. So you are you're changing the phrasing to meet some modern sensibilities. But then you're taking away a, a context that's quite important to the divinity of Christ. And only a real Bible scholar would understand that importance. Now, I'm not saying that you have to believe that she was a virgin. But I'm saying, you know what, regardless if you believe it, this is what the book says. So let it stand what it says. And and believe me, that's taking a lot of maturity on my part just to get to that conclusion. Like, I I don't have a problem with what the Bible says. If you have a problem with believing it, that's okay. You can have a problem with believing it. But don't change the verbiage because you don't believe it. That's not right. That's That's not fair. I don't think I've ever read the NLT. The NIV was my favorite for a while, and then I switched over to... uh, Some with an S. I don't know. Well, and I could, and I could be wrong. Right it might now. be a different translation. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, yeah. Well, while you're looking that up, <clears throat> so they said that over two years, seven general editors, fifty-six book editors, used Dropbox track changes and other tools to organize their rationales for proposed revisions. They held 76 two-hour meetings about the Hebrew Bible, New Testament, apocryphal, and deuteronical books, if I'm pronouncing that right. That's a big old word when you look at it, dude. Um, Frequently used by Catholic and Orthodox communities before final review of their recommendations. And the NRSV Little U, Little E in October was apparently approved. So I haven't seen it out yet, but I also haven't looked. Oh, it is out before Christmas 2021. Check that out. All you got to do is read, Sean. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, the the e Bible version uh, uh, should be out. Fo show, and you can check that out. I guess if you're interested at Word at Hand app, which I have never heard of, nor will I ever go to. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I think mm-hmm. there's some stuff in here that makes sense. There's some stuff that probably. It's kind of like, well, why you be doing that? But, you know, I never had two cents about growing up with the KJV, King James Version, if you don't know. I mean, that's that's the OG right there. For thine hath looked upon thee. <laughs> All that kind of crap, you know, like, I never questioned it. It was canon. It's truth. If it's in there, right. it's what it says and right. it's what it means. There you go. But then you, you know, here's here's the take. Have you found what you're looking for? I have not. Here's I'm the takeaway from me. I'm still listening to. Sweet. There's a new version. Yeah, I'll read some of it. Probably not going to read the whole thing. But, um... It kind of, it makes me want to just say, like, whenever you read whatever version you read, it's always good to have a concordance. And you don't have to have them like we do in print form, you know, hardbacks, unless you're a book person or you're into it like that. Like, blueletterbible.com, who we are not affiliated with, but I use them all the time. I love it. They have tools. I mean, I mean, there, there's all kinds of Bible apps out there and resources where you can read a verse and then be like, all right, what's it saying? It's original Greek or Hebrew. Like, let's break it down. What, do, what does this actually say? Not just the translated version of it, you know? Now, does that take time? Yes, it does. Is everyone going to do that? Hell no. And I don't do it all the time. But if there's something that I'm questioning or that I'm like interested in, we have to like, I feel like you should, let me just say that you don't have to, but it's a good idea because why would you not want to know something that's air quotes so definite and truth like Veritas, the absolute truth cannot, will not ever change. I want to (laughs) know. what the hell they said in their native tongue so I can interpret after I've read someone else's interpretation. So whether it's the NIV, the KJV, the SBJV, XYZ, JPEG, whatever, get some other research in, man. And woman, or they, like, do your research. So... That's kind of why, uh, like, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is because, yeah, we can sit here and it's fun to talk about and blah, 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 blah. But unless you're really looking at, you know, an in-depth kind of thing, like, I could write a Bible and be like, yeah, me and some scholars, we spent 10 years on this. Ooh. Brainstorm idea. We should totally write our own version. The ghetto book of Jeebus. <laughs> Good luck with that. I can't find it, but um, there's a 
there's a bunch of articles out there that debate the divinity and um, the virgin birth of, of of Jesus Christ. But you know, just just know that you know when you when you start messing around with the Bible and taking out words that are important, like you you change context of of faith and like they're you know like the catholic church now uh i was just i was just looking at a few different arguments concerning the the virgin birth how they you know they believe that jesus obviously is uh born of the virgin mary but do not think that it's heretical to deny the virgin birth you know but Mary still has deity given the fact that she is the mother of Christ. Now, obviously, we're not Catholic, and we don't believe that Mary has any divinity at all whatsoever. Um, and therefore, you know, though we're Christians, we do not pray to Mary. We don't pray to any of the saints because none of them have divinity. Um, prayer belongs to God. Our hearts belong to God. Um, and and when you when you remove the divinity... Uh, the virgin birth, you remove the divinity of Christ. And that's a whole other podcast by itself to break down why that is. But in short, um, if you remove the virgin birth, then you are saying that he is Joseph's son, which makes him nothing more than a man. That's in short. And that can be developed, you know, over another hour and a half <laughs> podcast some other time. Uh, but uh, you know the 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 fact is is that we have to be careful when we start looking at all these different translations and and I agree with you Sean like you said you know when it comes down to to things that are as far as I'm concerned things that are essential doctrines we need to look at those things with concordance and and with uh some other literature that will help us translate the original Hebrew and Greek in order to get the context and the actual proper translation of the of the words that are used because they're important you know uh, our entire faith hinges on the word it's just as simple faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god and so our entire faith hinges on the scripture and if the scripture is being debated it's the validity based on uh, words being changed for modern air quotes modern sensibilities it has the potential to change the faith of a, a, a great multitude of people and that I'm not okay with you know as a student of the Bible I'm not okay with that um, that being said I think there there are some cool things you know about this NRSV uh, that have been changed and I think plenty of things that may have been changed that were unnecessary to be changed like a girl who's a servant versus a servant girl like come on who's that really offending uh, I don't know but <laughs> excuse me um, nevertheless uh, I agree no matter which version of the Bible you're reading, you know, you can still get something out of it. 
you know, providing you're you're reading it with an open mind and open heart and for the purpose of, you know, getting to know God. You can find something. I uh there's a guy named Nick the Greek out of Ohio, a great evangelist who's been traveling in ministry for over fifty years. He was a hitman for the mob for the Italian mafia. He was a Greek, so he was never able to be uh be made, but he was used as a hitman and spent a lot of years in prison. And uh he wrote a he wrote a book called Too Mean to Die. It's a great book. His life story of how, you know, he gang banged and hit men for the mob and then came to know Christ in prison while reading the Quran, studying under a Muslim. Figure that shit out. My grandfather was a pastor my entire life. <clears throat> And he came to our churches. Old Nick the Greek. Oh, you know him. I mean, we're not buddies, but yeah, I definitely know of him. As soon as you said it, I was like, dang, bro. Nick the Greek, man. Yeah. Nick the Greek, man. Awesome guy. Awesome guy. He passed, didn't he? Uh, when I was... No, he's still alive. Really? He's still alive. He uh, he gave us a wedding gift. He was a really, really nice guy. He almost came to the wedding, but he was traveling, so he couldn't make it. But I've seen him several times since then, and he's always been nice. Always been sweet. He's from Detroit. I remember before he, uh, before I got married. No, he's from Ohio. I think he's from Columbus. How are you friends with him? Ohio was his base. He's part of the, uh, he's part of my, my in-laws, uh, ministerial association. No kidding. They support him as one of the ministries, as one of the, as one of their missionaries. Dude, that is crazy. <laughs> yep. He's a missionary supported by, right by the on. church. Yeah, and has been for years, for at least the last 20 years. Man. Yeah. He gets a he gets a love offering from the church every month to help support his ministry for at least the last 20 years. Yep. Great guy. Awesome guy. Anyway, cute story before I was uh before I was married. We were talking one day, and he put his arm around me and said, you know, he said, I like your spirit. He said, "Uh, I've got two daughters. He says, no, they're Greek. (laughs) And he said, they're on the heavier side. (laughs) But they're beautiful girls. (laughs) He's trying to set me up with one of his daughters. I said, man, you are hilarious. <laughs> the fact that he said on the heavier <laughs> now side. Now they're Greek. <laughs> I got to warn you. And they're Greek. He said, now they're Greek. They're on the heavier side. He's just a funny guy. 
very, very funny guy. I mean, obviously he was joking a lot, but. I mean, I don't know. I ain't seen pictures, bro. I don't know. I tend to believe the father. You know what I'm saying? If I gave him money. <laughs> He's trying to weed out the douchebags. He's trying to level with you. <laughs> A little did he know. Yeah. I'm stop right I don't now. know where you were going. But <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Oh, hey, man. We need to get up off I this I was going mug. to a terrible place. Yeah, we do. It's a long ass episode for a for a Wednesday, but before we do, you know, just go ahead wherever you're listening right now. Yeah. You made it with us for almost an hour and twenty minutes. You obviously want to hear us, heareth. So just like, subscribe, you know, leave us a comment, and if you don't want to do that, you don't have to. But I'm sure. You're probably listening and you're like, oh my gosh, my one friend would love this conversation. Just share it with them. It's that simple. It's a text away. And um, we would yep. we would love it. We really would. You know what I'd really love? What do you think about this conversation? I mean, it's just me and Hizzle. But what mm-hmm. do you think? I want to know. I think Hizzle might want to know. Well, I want to know. So, you know, (laughs) drop us a message or something. Email us. And then you're like, where do I email you? Well, I don't remember because I haven't said it in so long. But you can go. (laughs) It's at the bottom of the show notes. You can just look at the show notes. Hey, if you go to our website, unchurchpodcast.show, not .com, not .org, .show, unchurchpodcast.show, you get all our information there. Our emails, Instagram, Twitter, all of our shit that's say, out of date. The only thing that's up to date is the website and our feed. <laughs> if you want to know what we did two years ago, check out Twitter that's and right. check out uh, Instagram. Actually, Twitter, I think, posts our <laughs> stuff when I do it on the website. Yeah. Right. Those automatic feeds. Yeah, something like that. So, all right, cool, man. Cool beans. All right. Updated Bible. The re- new revised standard version. Check it out. If you read it, let us know what you think of it. And uh, if you find something funny that you think might be interesting for us to discuss and you give, you know, two shits about our opinion. Drop us a line. And, uh, oh, show. Sure. So. Alright, thanks oh, for listening. Oh, so long, love I love you. you. Peace. Peace.